At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hour two of the nightcap live from the Circa Sportsbook. That is Nick Ashu. I am Tim Murray, and we are... On to game six with the Hawks and the Bucks as game five is in the books. 123-112 victory for the Milwaukee Bucks. No Giannis, no problem, at least for tonight, Nick. A very impressive performance all around. Uh, the starting five stepped up tonight. Uh, especially those not named P.J. Tucker. But that's not P.J. Tucker's thing. I'm not yeah, knocking the not, guy. Yeah. That's not what he does. You're taking a lot of shots at P.J. Tucker. He today. had 11 rebounds tonight, uh, did P.J. Tucker. But, uh, no, Chris Middleton was uh, was great. 26 points. Does fall just a hair mm-hmm. under his point total, but goes over on rebounds with 13. Goes over on assists with 8. How about Brooke Lopez tonight, Nick? Oh. 33 points. His over-under tonight was 13 and a half. And uh, right from the outset, he was hitting. Hit the over on the rebounds, too. Which, usually with Brooke Lopez, you say, take the under. Because he's a terrible rebounder. Seven rebounds tonight for Brooke Lopez. 33 points. And uh, your guy, Drew Holiday, (laughs) earmuff it. 13 (sighs) assists tonight. Uh, He finishes with 25 points, 13 assists, six rebounds, and uh, just two turnovers. And then Bobby Portis. (laughs) I saw uh, Mitch Moss from Follow the Money just tweeting out, uh, moments ago that he's been begging for more Bobby Portis this postseason, and he uh, he got it tonight, and Bobby Portis, boy, did he deliver. Uh, Mitch said, I've been begging for more Bobby Portis minutes. I'm happy he came through in a big way once finally given the opportunity. 22 points tonight for Bobby Portis, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals. 
uh, as the starters combine, Nick, tonight for 106 of the Bucks, 123 points. If you're the Bucks, you knew your identity in this game. It was, we don't have Giannis, and we know that we're not as deep as Atlanta, so let's ride the wave and give Chris Middleton 45 minutes, Drew Holiday 42 minutes, and say, the bench isn't giving us anything, so we're just not going to play them at all. Now, you can't sustain that throughout the entire playoffs, but right now, if you don't have the Greek freak out there on the floor, this is what Milwaukee's formula has to be if they want to win games. Now, granted... You're probably not getting 33 points from Brooke Lopez every single game, but each and every game, if somebody steps up and somebody gives you more than what you're expecting, when you don't have your best player, the two-time MVP in the lineup, that helps you win games. Bobby Portis and his crazy eyes are out there. There's a chant going on for him in the arena, and these are the types of games and the types of performances that help teams move forward, and overcome obstacles. And that's the big obstacle that Milwaukee's had to overcome. Looking at uh, the side and total here tonight, uh, this thing was earlier today as low as two in favor of the Bucks. Remember, this opened five and a half uh, on the night that Giannis got hurt game four two nights ago, Nick. And we felt like that was, that was incorrect too early. Uh, mm-hmm. We got the news about Giannis, no structural damage, but the anticipation was he wouldn't play, and it went down. You know, People on Twitter, I think, were, were confused earlier today because the news came out Giannis was out and the line didn't move. It was standing there at three. Mm-hmm. But it was already baked in that he wasn't going to be playing. The Trey Young news comes out, and that's where you saw a little bit of line movement towards Milwaukee as this thing closed four and a half. And the Bucks, uh, once again, winning this by 11. So covering those numbers, covering the first quarter, covering the first half, covering the full game. And then the total... Uh, was a breeze, 235. So it goes over by 22 points of the closing number. You even mentioned it last night. Uh, I was kicking myself earlier today because I stared at it. I felt like, you know, without Giannis, the identity of this Bucks team is more going to be up and down, guard oriented. They're going to be they're going to be giving up some points, but they're going to be able to score some points. And uh, that was the case tonight. So if you played over tonight, easy, easy victory for you, 123, 112. It it is. I'm just curious to see how long this goes for Milwaukee. But mm-hmm. what's important, too, is Drew Holiday doing what he did. You know, because we, we, there's so much conversation about Chris Middleton because he's been the all-star. He's been the number two on this roster for a while. But Drew Holiday and what Milwaukee had to, to pay and all the draft picks to be able to bring him in, that was, this is exactly what they needed. This is what he was brought in for. 123-112. The Bucks take a series lead over the Atlanta Hawks with Game 5 coming up on Saturday. Let's keep it rolling. The Milwaukee Bucks, Nick, jumped out to a 20-point lead in the first quarter, led 30-10, to and never looked back in this one. A dominating Victory by the Milwaukee Bucks without their MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Trey Young also ruled out for a second consecutive game with that foot bruise. So we'll see if he can give it a go come game six. And I'm sure we'll get a line at some point. But, you know, talking about this game last night, um, I I didn't play this game full game just because of the thought maybe Trey Young would be out there. But what we both anticipated... Now, I know you switched your mind full game, yeah. but we both still anticipated yeah. for the first half this to be a performance by the Bucs to come out, 
Uh, it was nice to come on the air. You know, look, last night was not uh, super enjoyable for <laughs> you, your, you, for your boy. Yeah, well, I took the Clippers. Uh, I had my kiosk in-game. issues, so you, you had know. your kiosk issues, and uh, couldn't. <laughs> and I would have hit on that bet. Um, but mm. the uh, the Bucks able to take care of business tonight and uh, win this game running away. So we'll, we'll get to what the series, uh, what what this you know the futures market may look like. But when you look at what the Bucks were able to do tonight, they they've played so well at home game seven if we were to get there would be monday night back in milwaukee but what we saw tonight nick is it sustainable for them to bring this into atlanta uh because that to me that that game four still sticking in my brain yeah the only issue again is is the the brooke lopez you're just not going to get 33 points from brooke lopez again but you may not have to I, i mean this this can be a situation here where chris middleton and Drew Holiday can carry you enough. And maybe you do. It, for some reason, you keep picking on P.J. Tucker, but maybe he goes and gets you 10, 11 points and hits a couple of threes. I mean, this is those. This is that type of, of situation right now where you're going to have guys rotating into bigger roles, having bigger games than maybe what you're used to. And you know that P.J. Tucker, sort of like Jay Crowder, where there's these moments where he just has games where he can't miss. Now, it's literally just corner threes over and over and over again, but who cares? Like, that may be what helps them next game, and then you don't even have to worry about a game seven. But I can tell you this, Atlanta's going to be loud. Uh, The Hawks in general are going to be full of energy because the one thing about them that has always given them advantage this entire playoffs is they have been playing loose without really any pressure because nobody expected the Atlanta Hawks to go this far. The Bucs, they're expected to be a finals team. They were expected to be in this position. Yep. If you're Atlanta, you're just like, hey, this is at this point, it's fun for us. We're enjoying this, and that helps you play a lot looser and you make fewer mistakes. But again, tonight, the way that the Bucs started, they said, no, no, we're going to step on your throat and we're not going to let you even make this close. Which is what we should have saw in, mm-hmm. in Game 4, but uh, we'll, we'll move past that. We do have some adjusted series prices. We have a game line. You know, I've kind of forgot, Nick. <laughs> uh, after the Game 1 loss, I was sitting here on set and the adjusted series price came out where the Bucks were a minus 150 favorite. I mean, it dropped $3.00. And I immediately played that. It they took it down. They readjusted it, put it back to minus two hundred. Got bet up. I think as high as minus two fifty. Uh, so I have that sit in my pocket. I kind of almost chalked that up as a loser, just with the with the loss of Giannis sitting there at that situation. So right now the adjusted series price is Bucks minus five hundred, and the Hawks on the buyback at plus four hundred. So you're looking at Game Six. It's going to be it's it's right now a pick between Milwaukee and Atlanta. Game 6, Saturday night, uh, down there in the ATL, 8.30 Eastern tip time. Can you see the Hawks winning this series? Can they come back and win this series? This has been a resilient bunch, what they did against Philadelphia. So now they've got to obviously win in Atlanta Saturday night, go back to Milwaukee, where the Bucs have have really been uh, nearly impossible to beat, at least this postseason at home. Do you see the Hawks coming back to win this series. Not without Trey Young. Yeah. Even if you have Trey Young at 85%, and we always throw these percentages around like we actually can measure <laughs> the percentage of health that a guy is, like it's there's some computer that met you are 87% healthy. But if they have Trey Young at least to a point where he can be out there, he's not going to be maybe as quick. He's not going to maybe be as aggressive. But you know, he can still hit a shot. 
you can still stand him on the wing and give him an opportunity to at least be a scoring threat for this team. Yeah, Atlanta still has a shot because at this point, how can you count them out given what they've done this entire time? But without Trey Young, it's certainly going to be a lot more difficult because well, you don't have Trey Young. But you've also seen now that Milwaukee realizes, all right, your depth is certainly better than ours, but our starters and our top two guys just make us a better team at that point. So we're just going to play them 42, 45 minutes and just run it down your throat over and over and over again. And I just don't think Atlanta can sustain that. There's been a slight adjustment in the total of 215. So remember, this game closed 213, uh, and it lands 235. Uh, it opened 220. Uh, Nick, at 215, I, I still think the over is is worth a l- long, hard look because of the, the fact that Giannis isn't going to be on the floor. I mean, that's the assumption right now that Giannis isn't going to be playing in Game 6. I don't think we see him in all the series. I agree. Even if there's Game 7. I, I, just I don't even know if it. we see him Game 1 in the NBA Finals. If we get if, yeah. if they get there, yeah. you know, a week from today. But at 2.15, and once again, you know, I, I always encourage people, uh, because he's our own, but he does put out great content, and you'll hear him on Follow the Money tomorrow. Uh, JVT just you know, pointed out the the... You know, the defensive metrics when Giannis is off the floor is is just drastically different. So I anticipate this to be a similar type of game. So at 215, yeah, the early look, I, I don't really have a, a, a lean one way or the other on the side because I could see Milwaukee duplicate what they did tonight and be able to win down there at land, especially if Trey Young isn't playing or is, you know, at, at 80% or whatever. But I think the total is something to, to look long and hard at at 215. You know, this was a series you look at. Uh, what we had so far in this series, Nick, it was you know 235 tonight. Game uh, game four down in Atlanta was was well under the total uh, at 198, 215. Uh, then you had 216 and 219. So you're hovering around that number. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're going to see a similar type of game. I think Atlanta's going to hit more shots. Uh, Kevin Herter was kind of was all over this part tonight. That's what Atlanta is is a team that when they get hot, mm-hmm. they just don't miss. And even take Trey Young out of the equation. Kevin Herter, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich, I know he's been kind of banged up, but he can still be somebody. seven that, threes go, tonight. Right. So that's a guy that's banged up. He also took 16 threes. By, 16 threes for Bogdanovich. That is a huge number. But they have guys on this roster. And Lou Williams was only 8 of 15. Lou Williams can get hot too, especially with a bigger role. I mean, he's a guy that is a scoring punch for the Hawks. So they have the ability to do that. They have the ability to hang 130 on you still, even if you don't have Trey Young. Now, granted, you'd probably be better off if you have Trey Young out there when it comes to that number, but you still have enough guys on this Atlanta roster that when they find their groove, they're really, really hard to stop. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I think... My hunch is that this, you know, this line right now, and I know we haven't seen a bunch of competitive games, right? Tonight mm-hmm. was—I don't even think the score indicated what. What was it that you said earlier? Can, can game six at least be close. I know that's which is like the perfect line right there. You're right. A close would be because nice. we just saw a blowout last night. The Suns pulling away, and then think back to game four was a blowout. The shell shock nature. I, I have a hunch that this game is going to be ultra competitive, very high score. I think we're going to see a lot of quality shot making, but the worry you have if you're the Bucks because, you know, Chris Middleton played very very good today, but not, you know, not nuclear like he was in game 3 against the Hawks. Uh, so that's a positive, but you know, Brook Lopez is going to go 14 of 18 again. I think the thing about Brook Lopez though, Nick, was 
he dominated in the paint. Yeah. I believe uh, the stat that they showed on the broadcast tonight was he had a combined 20 points in the paint the first four games. He had 26 points in the paint tonight. I mean, he was he was an absolute beast inside the restrict uh, inside the restricted area tonight. Is that sustainable? What tweaks are they going to make? I mean, the Hawks, they kind of lack size. I mean, I know Clint Capella's out there, but uh, I think Brooke Lopez really took advantage uh, of of the absence of Giannis and dominating the paint. Brooke Lopez going just 0 for 2 from 3 was probably the best thing for the Milwaukee Bucks because they just realized he, he, he just said, you know what, I can dominate in here and I'm going to keep doing it. I'm not going to try to go out there and, and be this stretch five that now every center wants to be. You know, sometimes it works. I mean, you look at DeAndre Ayton. You can still play in the post. You know, guys can still play in the mid-range. I understand everybody wants to be the Golden State Warriors and what they were. But there's a reason why that team was so unique. Because they had the players to create this unique style of play that no one else can really duplicate. Teams have tried... But allow players to play to their strengths. And if Brooke Lopez is going to get you 33 points and only miss four shots on 18 attempts, then do it. And then just keep giving him the ball inside because that's then going to open the perimeter for everybody else if you're Milwaukee. So, Nick, earlier in the show we were talking about how the odds that adjusted in the futures market with the Phoenix Suns uh, punching their ticket to the NBA Finals. And what we said was, you know, when we were talking about them, those are down for now. Those are the Circa odds, and they'll be reposted uh, later on, either tonight or, or early tomorrow morning. So, as of today, at Circa, the Suns are minus 205 favorites, as you see on the graphic on VEASAN.com. Hawks were plus 374, and I actually said, now, we were watching the Hawks, or the Bucks dominate, so it was easier to say that, but I said, oh, the Hawks at plus three, or Bucks at 374 are interesting there. BetMGM has updated their futures market, so prior to tonight's game, because this was, you know, the Bucks were not a massive favorite. Um, prior to tonight's game, a Suns minus 190, Bucks plus 280, Hawks plus 700. Now it's Suns minus 160, Bucks plus 170, and Hawks plus 1300. <laughs> so the Hawks obviously on the brink of elimination. Their odds are, are have have increased. You know, Bucks at plus 170. At what point are you intrigued by the Suns? Let's assume, for argument's sake, okay. that Giannis plays game one of the NBA Finals. Okay. I don't think he will, but let's just okay. let's say that he, he does. What percentage of health is he going to be? He ain't going to be 100%. 67%. I, maybe. Okay. Maybe I somewhere know. in that I'm ballpark. Just making yeah, up no, but I, making I, up percentages. I, I think somewhere in that ballpark. So, yeah. you know, what we saw tonight, and then you add in... You add in a Giannis. Now, the Phoenix Suns aren't an incredibly deep team. They right. go about six, seven deep. Yep. Um, and that's kind of the way that they roll, Nick. At what point do you pull the trigger on the Suns? Who do you think is the better team? If, if you know, we we obviously look at everything in the in the eyes of of odds, right? Mm-hmm. At, at some point, though, there's a buy point, and I've just been I've been going back and forth. If, if, I, I really like the way the Suns are playing. They have home court advantage. This the Bucks have struggled a bit, uh, at least this postseason on the road. I don't know, man. If this gets down to minus one twenty, minus one thirty. Well, especially if the Bucks, let's say the Bucks come out and play the same way in game six right. and move on to the finals, you're gonna see their odds then. You're gonna see that number change for Milwaukee. 
and it's going to make people a little more tempted to throw down on Milwaukee, and then you go, well, hold on, Phoenix now coming down just a little bit, there's going to be a little more value there. Because, I look, I, I think Milwaukee is a better team with the playoff experience they have. But in terms of talent, Devin Booker, I would take over Chris Middleton. I would take Chris Paul over Drew Holiday. DeAndre Ayton, not better than Giannis, but somebody that can at least compete in the post with Giannis. He's not going to be able to stop him on the perimeter. But the Suns have a real advantage when it comes to the talent that they do have. The question is, is how are they going to be in the NBA Finals? Because even there, Chris Paul's never been there. So it's not like you have a you have a veteran that's like, here's how the Finals are. It's his first time there, too. Jay Crowder's been there. That is true. Six games. That is true. In the bubble. Um, Similar. That's close. You know, uh, You know. I mean, because when Giannis was healthy and the Bucks won game three, were up 2-1, there were prices posted which was Bucks minus 150, Suns plus 130. But I don't know if you're ever getting a healthy Giannis. So I'll be honest, I kind of hope the Bucks do what they did tonight on Saturday because that might give me an opportunity to buy the Suns around minus 120 or minus 130. Yeah. Because it, I think that would be a buy point for me. Obviously, if I could get this at a pick, that would be a, an absolute play on the Suns. Um, but you are, you know, clearly you're, you're playing with, uh, a situation to your, to your point of no NBA finals experience. The Bucks have never been yeah. there either, mm-hmm. you know, and they, mm-hmm. their, their MO really has been, you know, postseason failures. So I, I just, unless we hear something differently and we might from now until Thursday, which is likely game one of the NBA finals, that Giannis is, is you know, back and, and 100%. I, I just, I don't know how you bet on the Bucks with, with their current team. Because, you know, something you mentioned last night that has kind of fallen to the wayside but has been re-brought to the surface is the loss of Dante DiVincenzo. Yeah. Depth. It's a yeah. starter. Yeah. You know, a guy averaged 10 points a game. Yeah. Another solid body. Mm-hmm. And when you look at what, uh, what, the, what the Bucks throw out there on their bench, it's, you know, Pat Connaughton plays you, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. He's solid. He's your best bench player, especially now that Giannis is hurt. So you're really, Bryn Forbes is a liability defensively. If he's out there, Chris Paul's eating him up. Devin Booker's eating him up. Um, and the Suns are the healthiest team in the league. They are. I mean, that 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 is an advantage right now. They are the healthiest team in the league, and they have a, Unless another you hit week. Devin Booker in the nose. Right. And that would hurt. But he's got a week now to let that schnoz And, and, that, and that's up. the other thing, is having all of that time off, Milwaukee, or the Phoenix can even get more healthy. He has an opportunity to just let his nose heal. And by the way, Chris Paul, 36 years old, he could use a little time off too. That'd work for him. Yeah. He put up 41. He's probably kind of tired. I don't, I don't think we're going to see seven threes from Chris Paul in a game again. Careful. I don't know. Careful. We didn't see it last time. Or and, didn't we see it last time? You know, with that drop defense of Milwaukee, that is for Chris Paul. Yeah. He's going to love mm-hmm. that. He is he might be the best mid-range jump oh, shooter. Right from the elbow every single time. Doesn't miss. No. It does not miss. The Bucks mm. one win away to the NBA from getting to the NBA finals. It's the nightcap. Come on back right here on Visa. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Keep it rolling here on the nightcap. Tim Murray and Nick Ashew with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. Friend of the program, Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus will join us in 20 minutes. He's uh, He wants to talk some coach of the year, Nick. Okay. That's one of those futures markets that is, if you hit it right, uh, you could hit some good cash. Because yeah. it is, there is no massive favorite in the coach of the year market. So we'll, we'll dive into that. There you see it right there. What's uh, Ron Rivera, 14 to 1? There you mm, go. I like it. There's your I guy. I like it. Yep. Uh, so a very condensed market uh, where the lowest odds, Brandon Staley with the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, a first-year coach, 
13 to 1. So we will talk People to People are high on the Chargers right now. Yep. There's a lot of love for the Chargers. I love their draft. Uh, didn't, mm. you know, they, they, they stayed pat. They were able to, to get their guy, Rashawn Slater, there uh, in the first round. So uh, we will talk to Eric Eager here in uh, less than 20 minutes. John Yastrzemski, who uh, I, uh, I'm looking forward to that conversation because Yankee fans aren't thrilled right now. And we've got a little Subway series on the doorstep this weekend. So I will talk to John at JJ After Dark coming up. Uh, a little bit later on in the show. But once again, the Bucks take a 3-2 series lead, 123 to 112. And right now, looking ahead to game six, Atlanta and Milwaukee opening a pick here in town. Uh, there is one shop, uh, not here in, uh, in, in Vegas, but uh, in the country, uh, that is uh, Atlanta minus one and a half. Uh, FanDuel did have uh, the... Who would be the game's leading scorer prop tonight? And Brooke Lopez was 35 to 1, Nick. <sighs> Again, and Biff in the time machine and back to the future. Every time I go back and look at these things, it's like last night and just usually uh, the, usually these, you know, you're you're talking about okay, Trey Young was plus money, you know, right. plus 180, plus 200 and you're like, "Great, you know, that that made sense." But the past two nights, Nick, you've had well, actually, the past three nights, uh, because going back to, I'm trying to remember who was the leading scorer in game four uh, for the Hawks, but last night you had Chris Paul at 13 to 1, mm -hmm. and then Brooke Lopez tonight at, at 35 to 1. So um, it's pretty rare that you get an outlier being the game's leading scorer. Remember, we were talking about uh, last night, you know, Marcus Morris was off to his red, or Jay Crowder was off to that red hot start. Both like, of them. I mean, both of them had one of those games where like, it's not going to happen. It's hit or miss. But Chris yeah. Paul. Obviously, that you know that's someone to keep an eye on. He had not mm -hmm. been playing that well, and it's uh, as as Steve Spurrier said uh, so eloquently uh, in Washington D.C. Hindsight's always 50 fifty fifty. Um, so a pick <laughs> for uh, Atlanta and Milwaukee <laughs> heading into uh, heading into tomorrow. Uh, sorry, Saturday night. I mean, yeah. What's your what's your initial lean in that game? Like I said, my initial thought would be over two fifteen, uh, just because Giannis won't be playing. Uh, even if Trey's out there, the way today played out, high scoring, up tempo, I think that's what we're going to see. We're going to see more shot making, in my opinion, from Atlanta. Um, so I, I would look, I would look over two fifteen. That would be the the first feel I would have for this. I think uh, be, even game. if it's two fifteen, about the two seventeen range, I'm still taking the over because I look at an Atlanta roster that didn't shoot well today. Kevin Herter three of twelve. I mean, Bogdanovich took twenty two shots. He was seven of sixteen from three. Now he hit seven threes. But look, they missed a lot of shots tonight. And when they're back at home, they've got the crowd behind them. I mean, you're sitting here talking about Milwaukee and what that brought to the table and that home court advantage. If you have that in Atlanta, you start hitting a couple of shots early. You get out and you go back to where you were two games ago if you are the Hawks and say, well, we were able to do that with Giannis still on the floor. Let's try and replicate that again. It's already there. It's mentally you say, we've already done that. We can do it again. We're at home. That really gives you an opportunity to get out to an early lead. And they have guys that can score. Yes, Milwaukee's more talented at the top of the roster. But when you look down that depth chart and you're looking at everybody else and you're looking at Lou Williams and Bogdanovich and Herter and listen, Danilo Gallinari off the bench and Cam Reddish who's just coming back from injury and figured out, oh, I've got a role here. Like, mm -hmm. I can actually contribute. All of these names are players that can help them give them scoring bursts, especially in the second quarter. 
We talk about the second quarter and how Atlanta's really good in the second quarter, especially against Milwaukee. With that bench, it really gives them an opportunity, I think, to put up a lot of points. Yeah, so uh, that's where we stand right now uh, coming off of the Atlanta loss tonight. Can they even up the series and force a Game 7 on Monday night? Brooke Lopez going back to him. 17, or excuse me, 14 of 18, 77.8% from the field. That's the fourth best field goal percentage in a 30-point game in Bucks postseason history. The other names on the list, Giannis, gentleman by the name of Luel Cinder. I've heard of him. Is he good? He's kind of good, right? Might have scored. Might have scored a lot of points. Like a hook shot or something. I vaguely remember the guy. <laughs> yeah. It's the nightcap. We slip back to the NFL. A couple uh, interesting props, season total props to take a look at right here on the nightcap. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your podcast. This summer, it's time to update your sports betting wardrobe with some new VEASAN gear. We've got hats, shirts, mugs, with the VEASAN logo on it. We've also got sports betting sayings like, it's not under until it's over. Cash and tickets is what it's all about. Visit VEASAN store today, VEASAN.com uh, backslash store, and find the perfect item for yourself. Or as a gift, that's VEASAN.com backslash store store. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. That's Nick Ashew, Tim Murray with you. I want one of those with your face on it. And we're, we're, not, we're not to the level yet. We're not there yet. I'll just make one then. I mean, you could do that. If I can do it in 24 hours, then tomorrow's show, I'll have a picture of your just face right here. I mean, That's what I, I'll do. I wouldn't be opposed to it. And we get some nightcap gear. I think so. Yeah. Keep it, keep it rocking yeah. there. We're not there yet. You know, we're, we're, we're a newer show. So we're, I just started week before the Super Bowl, but... It might uh, not be a flattering picture of you, though. That's fine. I'll no, find you not just many. like mouth, just agape, just standing there. That's I what I'm going to do. Not, there's not many flattering <laughs> pictures of me. But uh, uh, the Bucks win tonight, 123 to 102. Now minus 500 on the series price, up three games to two, heading down to Atlanta on Saturday night, where they are a four, excuse me, where it is a pick between the Bucks and the Hawks, a total of 215 the suns waiting for the winner of this series and the sun series uh sun's futures i should say actually dropped a little bit at bet mgm to minus 160 uh just to pivot to nfl um a little bit here nick we're going to talk to eric eager from pro football focus in less than 10 minutes but when it comes to the leading rusher in the nfl you know, last year it was it was a runaway, no pun intended, with Derrick Henry. Maybe a little pun. Yeah, a little bit. You can have a little pun. Derrick Henry rushed for over 2,000 yards last year. He was, I mean, he was insane. And the Nobody next, wants to cl- tackle a freight the train. next closest, <laughs> Nick, was Dalvin Cook at 1,557. Yeah. So you actually got health. So you take a look at the, uh, at the leading rushers. These are... Uh, at, Odds courtesy of William Hill. Dalvin Cook at six to one. Saquon Barkley eight to one. Christian McCaffrey ten to one. So the next two after Henry and Cook. Now Cook has had his fair share of injury concerns over his career, but Saquon's coming off injury. Christian McCaffrey's coming off injury, and then you get to Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb last year uh, he dealt with some injuries as well. Um, you know Jonathan Taylor looking a little bit down the list. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, last year, he really came on as the season uh, developed, and he finished with 1,169 yards. So, is there anyone out uh, of those that, oh, yes. that kind of jumped? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I love Zeke at 15 to one. Okay, I love Ezekiel Elliott at 15 to one. There with a healthy Dak Prescott back for the Cowboys. There's going to be more respect for the pass game. You're going to have teams dropping back a little bit, expecting them to air it out some. They've got an offense. They've got weapons. They've got receivers that you know are going to go deep on you, and Dak's going to give them the ball, which means Ezekiel Elliott, without everybody crowding the box, that gives him more opportunities. That gives him a chance to really go out there and have some big games. And if you remember, when the Cowboys were most successful, like you go back to their 13-3 and season a couple of years ago, 
they were the most successful when Ezekiel Elliott was really the focal point of their offense. When it was run the ball first, hand it off to Zeke, then after that you allow Dak Prescott to do what he does. I love seeing him there at 15-1, to as long as, of course, this Dallas team is healthy. You still have a good offensive line. Health matters with all of these things we're clearly talking about here, but Ezekiel Elliott, where he is right there, just feels like a really, that, that feels like a good spot for me. I'll go a little bit further. I mean, my worry with Zeke is, you know, what what Zeke are you getting? Are you getting motivated Zeke or are you getting fat Zeke? Because that's what you got for a lot of last year. And that offensive line for the Cowboys, now at 15 to 1, it's hard to, you know, knock Z, uh, someone taking Zeke Elliott right, right at 15 and to that's, 1. And that's really, when I look at those odds, I go down that list there. I, I like the value with that 15 to 1. But a, a team that has a better offensive line than the Dallas Cowboys are the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. And Carson Wentz steps in. To me, he's an upgrade over Phillip Rivers in arm strength. Um, but they're going to, I think for the Colts, Nick, they're going to recognize where their bread is buttered. And that's with their offensive line and with Jonathan Taylor. And early on in the season, you know, it was, it was frustrating to me because I had a, a, a rookie of the year future play on Jonathan Taylor last year, and they just didn't give him the ball early on. They did. It took a while for them to fully, uh, fully dive in to Jonathan Taylor. Nine, 26 in week two carries. Then it was 13, 17, 12, 12, 11, 6, and 7. Then they hit a bye week. 22, 13, 20, 16, 18, 30 to close out the regular season. And at 25 to 1, running behind. Arguably the best run-blocking offensive line in the league. Uh, I, I think Jonathan Taylor at 25-1 to 1 is absolutely worth a play. I mean, this is a guy that finished with over 1,100 yards rushing last year, Nick. So uh, for someone who finished third in the league in rushing, I mean, think about this. Derrick Henry finished one. Yep. Runaway, 2,000 yards. Dalvin Cook finished two, 1,500 yards. Jonathan Taylor <laughs> finished third. And he's 25 to 1. So he was also, what, almost 400 yards off of Dalvin Cook, who was second. Sure. I mean, the gap but, between 1 and 2 and then 3 is astronomical. Well, Dalvin Cook has had a, a, a history of, of injuries. Yep. So that, you know, that plays into it. Um, you know, when I look at the depth chart of what the Colts have at running back, you have Naheem Hines, more of a third down back, Marlon Mack still there. This has become their guy. This is their guy. Remember, they traded up to get him in the second round two years ago. Um, they added Eric Fisher to the left side of the line. So you have Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly stared, still there up the middle. So the the third leading rusher in the league, who, by the way, didn't start getting over 18 carries per game until the month of November, I think a 25-1 to 1 is absolutely worth a play. I mean, Najee Harris is the same as Jonathan Taylor. Najee Harris is the worst offensive line in the league in front of him. There's one other on here real quick, and it's more of just a question mark because of their quarterback situation. But Alvin Kamara, I know he's more of a pass catcher too, but if that team just goes, our quarterback situation is not working out, and the Saints are sitting there going, yeah, the Taysom Hill thing's not like, if that becomes the scenario, I don't know. Maybe they just start handing him the football constantly. I know that's not the type of player that he is, 
But at 20 to 1, maybe throw a few bucks down on him. I think Alvin Kamara, if this was who would have the most all purpose yards as a a running back, he would be the guy. I mean, he had over 750 receiving yards last year. But I get Derrick Henry, rightful favorite. Jonathan Taylor, 25 to 1. Zeke, 15 to 1. All right. I like it. You can go make your bet on, I'm on going fat to. Zeke, and, and I'll, I'll take Jonathan. Because he's eating. Zeke eats. Yeah, he ate a lot. <laughs> Talk to Eric Eager. Maybe we'll get his thoughts on, on these odds when we come back. It is the nightcap. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus right here on Visa. through millions of resumes in Indeed's database to deliver candidates who fit your job description instantly. See more at Indeed.com slash credit. The Bucks one win away from the NBA Finals, a 123-112 victory earlier this evening over the Atlanta Hawks. Big performance from Brooke Lopez and Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis as well, uh, all going over 20 points this evening. Brooke Lopez is finishing with 33, so a chance for the Bucks to head to the finals on Saturday night. That opened a pick between the Bucks and Hawks on Saturday night. That's Nick Ashew. I'm Tim Murray. Let's head to the phones. Let's bring in a good friend of the program from Pro Football Focus. At, uh, he is Eric Eager at PFF underscore Eric. Eric, I want to hit on something me and Nick were just discussing, and it is who will lead the league in rushing. And I know this is something that um, I'm kind of throwing at you blind, so I'll give you some of the odds here. Um, I I was intrigued by Jonathan Taylor, considering the offensive line that's in front of him, uh, the the way he ran the ball at the end of the season, and he's 25-1. to Uh, Derrick Henry's your favorite at plus 350. Dalvin Cook at 6-1. to Saquon, 8-1. to Christian McCaffrey, 10-1. to Nick Chubb, 10-1. to Zeke Elliott, someone that uh, piqued uh, Nick's interest at 15-1. to So when you, uh, you know, think about who could lead the league in rushing, uh, who are some names that immediately come to mind? Yeah, it's a great question. I, I think, um, obviously, the one with Taylor, we have him projected about a little shy of 1,200 yards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think in that division where, um, you know, there are you know there are two teams that I think many people be, believe will be bad. There's also Tennessee, whose defense will probably be bad. That one, I think, is a, is a solid play at that price. Um, one that we like uh, also is Nick Chubb. I mean, we yep. have Chubb uh, third in the NFL in rushing yards per our projection. We have we have Henry one, Cook two, much like the the odds do. So I think you know the thing with Nick Chubb, I think he's probably the best pure runner in the NFL. It's whether or not the Cleveland Browns will give him enough carries and whether he'll stay healthy. Those two things were probably not uh, in full order last season. Uh, McCaffrey's another good one as well. You think about incentives. Uh, you know, Sam Darnold isn't very good. Uh, the Panthers want to stay in games. That that was clear last year. They didn't get blown out a ton. Um, and they're going to want to justify the fact that McCaffrey ended up getting one of the best contracts in the history of the position, if not the best. Uh, and last season they weren't allowed to do that because of the injury. So I think Chubb, McCaffrey, and Taylor are all, you know, all solid looks. I'm not a huge um, Ezekiel Elliott fan. I don't think uh, that Zeke is particularly good anymore. Uh, and so while he might get volume, I just don't think he'll be effective enough. And Barkley in New York, they're probably going to try to throw the ball out with the weapons that they got on offense. Uh, as well as find out what they have finally in Daniel Jones. 
Speaking of Zeke and the Cowboys, we were looking at the odds for teams to win the NFC East this year. I get it. Everybody made fun of the NFC East last year, and rightfully so. Tim and I are both from D.C., and when you're hungry, you'll take anything you can get, and Washington wins it at 7-9. and nine. Fine. We were happy enough to see a playoff game, but the Cowboys are the favorite you know, across the board, anywhere from plus 115 to plus 135. When you look at the NFC East and just the expectations on Washington heading into this year, a healthy Dak Prescott, who do you see winning the division? You know, it, this, is a, this is a great question because I think it, it really separates, I think, what you think about the league versus what you'll bet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think Dallas is the favorite. I think um, I have them winning the division about 37% of the time, uh, which would make their price on the betting market unbettable if you like them. They are the favorite. I have Washington at about 27%. The team I would actually bet, though, is the New York Giants. Uh, I, I think that they're, you know, a team that uh, defensively, they snuck up on a lot of people last year. Some of it might have been, uh, you know, a, a bad division, you know, bad schedule of teams. Um, but at this price, at plus 350, um, you know, I, I kind of like them there. I, I think Daniel Jones played a lot better last season than his statistics would suggest. Um, and, and, you know, adding Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, and offensive line where some young players presumably will step up. Um, we're going to talk about coach of the year thing. I, I think Joe Judge is probably going to get a lot of recognition this year. Uh, if he takes that Giants team to the playoffs for the first time since 2016. Yeah, that was the one, and, and based on odds, and that's how we look at these things, right? Eric, you, you do this on uh, your pod, uh, PFF Forecast with George. If if everything was in a vacuum, even even prices, then yeah, we, we would all bet the Dallas Cowboys because of talent alone, and you look at uh, that collaborative piece PFF and ESPN Plus put out, eighth most talented roster is the Dallas Cowboys, but uh, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think at that price, it's intriguing. You know, uh, just to stick on, on the NFC East in a division that was so closely contested last year, right, and it came down to the, the Eagles benching Jalen Hurts at halftime uh, against Washington to help them you know, win that division. When you think about that 17th game that was added, uh, Washington has to go to Buffalo while it's not a cakewalk, but the Giants get to go to Miami. The Cowboys go to New England. So just comparing, those, I mean, it could come down to one game. Uh, it feels like uh, of all teams in the league, that 17th game, I think over at times we always hear, oh, they've got a first place schedule. They've got a, a last place schedule. I feel like that's kind of overrated year to year. But now with this additional game, so there's three different games and Washington is playing a true first place schedule. Uh, how much goes into your handicapping of of who Washington gets because they were the first place team last year? Yeah, right. It's sort of a penny rich, pound poor sort of, you know, to win that division. I know Washington hasn't been great, so they take what they can get there. Um, but especially if you're an NFC team, that, that, that AFC game is on the road for every single NFC team. Uh, and it gets harder. Like, like, you know, Green Bay has to go to Kansas City and, and um, you know, uh, Tampa Bay. You know, they, it, it, it is harder. And I think when you're Washington, that, that Buffalo game is going to be a lot harder than the Miami game or it's going to be a lot harder than Dallas's New England game. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's a really good call out. Uh, and, and, again, it's it sort of, you know, it's sort of one of those things where we look at the 17-game schedule and we say, okay, where are there going to be edges in the win totals market uh, or, or the season-long stuff? And, and it's exactly, I think, where you have to look. You know, I'm looking at the win total right now for the Chargers. DraftKings has it at 9. 
And you're hearing a lot more conversation about the Chargers, and obviously what we saw Herbert do, that it's clear when you have a guy that can play quarterback for you, there's going to be a lot more expectations on your team. I did see an article recently where they were like ranked one of the top five most complete teams in the NFL. So you're starting to see this hype around the Chargers from all around the country. Where are you on what the Chargers did this offseason and what their expectations should be this year? I mean, I, I've been a Chiefs fan for quite a long time, but I've never <laughs> been afraid of the Chargers. So, like, I, I don't know. It just seems like there's always something with, with the L.A. I, you know, I've talked to, with you guys, I think, before about Herbert being one of the best passers in the NFL last season under pressure and sort of a below-average quarterback with clean. Generally speaking, the clean stuff stays the same and the pressured stuff progresses. So, um, you know, he might not have quite as good of a season this year. That being said, you bring Brandon Staley in, one of the best defensive play callers in the NFL. Um, you bring Asante Samuel Jr. He replaces Casey Hayward, so that's kind of a uh, you know a lateral move. But Derwin James comes back from injury, but it, it's the exact same. You know, it's it's Joe, it's Joey Bosa, Derwin James. It's like, can any of those guys stay healthy? Would be my real question. And then, can they get a second receiver? Uh, I know they got Jared Cook, but they lost Hunter Henry uh, to sort of like complement Keenan Allen. To me, that that's really the question. I mean, I like. I actually, you know, I think that the number for Herbert's passing yardage total is a little suppressed, so that might be the hedge I make. But if I'm anything on the Chargers, I'm probably under. We're talking once again to Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus at PFF underscore Eric. All right, let's get to it. It's time to to bring home the tease. That is Coach of the Year. Such a, a unique market, Eric, because there is no heavy favorite. And, and it will it'll fluctuate all throughout the year. Uh, so it's it's compressed there, and we just talked about the Chargers. Brandon Staley's your favorite at thirteen to one, and then there's a couple guys at fourteen to one, a bunch at fifteen to one, and the list uh, really goes on and on. Uh, and if you want to get crazy, you can uh, go with David Cully uh, at fifty to one down there <laughs> in his first year at Houston. So, uh, Coach of the Year market, Eric, who's uh, who's intriguing to you? Yeah, usually it's it's, and, and this is why Cully's actually interesting, right? Because it, it oftentimes will go to the coach who overcame his preseason win total by the most. So that's why, you know, you look at a guy like Andy Reid, who I think is the best coach in the NFL, and he's 20 to 1. Bruce Arians, 22 to 1. Um, because, it, I mean, what does Bruce Arians have to do this year to become coach of the year? It's almost, it's going to be almost impossible. Mike Tomlin's never won a coach of the year award. I, and I, and Kevin Stefanski, actually, you look at the history of old Vikings assistants, Billick, Tomlin, uh, Dungy. Stefanski was the first former Vikings assistant to win coach of the year. And again, why did that happen? Because they went over their season win total by an unexpected amount. Um, so when I look at this marketplace, I, I'm not probably going to go for anything. I mean, Arthur Smith seems like a decent one at 16 to one, but even then I don't think the payoff's big enough. The, the place that I look, and this has gone down a little since I talked about it on the forecast, but I'm going to go with Joe judge. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is voted on by, by media members. Media members love football guys, and Joe Judge, I mean, he doesn't get more football than Joe Judge. Uh, so I like him at 20-1. to 1. I think they could very much win that division. Uh, and if he does, uh, you know, he, he's clearly going to, to, to be a, a thought of well there. The other one that in, in that same division is we talk about Mike McCarthy, 25-1. to 1. I think that there's a lot of people. Mike McCarthy's one, the favorite or one of the favorites to be the first fired head coach this year. Um, if he were to take Dallas to 12 wins or something with a really good quarterback in Prescott, people might like that one. And then the last one I kind of like, um, this is one where this guy could be the first guy fired or he could win coach of the year, but I like Mike Zimmer out of Minnesota, 25 to one. I think that team is 
has a chance to be pretty good. They have an easy schedule to start out. Um, but uh, obviously he's also re- relatively close to the hot seat, have, having not taken the Vikings playoffs in two of the three years with Kirk Cousins as the quarterback. There's no such thing as a hot seat with Eric Eager. You know he's safe and secure, <laughs> and uh, always appreciate his insight. Eric, great stuff, man, and uh, we will absolutely be talking to you out throughout these summer months. Hey, thanks for having me on, guys, and uh, have a good one. There he is, Eric Eager, at PFF underscore Eric on Twitter. We just had a walk-off winner in uh, in Cincinnati as the Reds beat the San Diego Padres 5-4. to four. We'll get you updated on everything you need to know. We've got a line out for Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Hour 3 coming up in just a moment right here on the Nightcap. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.